What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Sam Roberts, and this is The Bazaar. I hope you're all doing well. It's been a good week this week. It's Wednesday night currently. This episode probably won't get published um, until you know, Thursday night, Friday morning, just because I've got other stuff to do before I can edit it. Um, but I thought I've got some free time now. Why not just record, get everything out there, and kick back and relax for the rest of the night. I'm sure most people can relate to that. I apologize if there's some background noise. My puppy, because, um, you know, I'm recording at home. Unfortunately, I don't have access to the studio right now. I'm recording at home. My puppy is in a bit of a mood, so I hope he's not too big a deal. You might, you guys might not even be able to hear him because the microphone is facing me and not the dog. Um, but anyways, I'll try to drown him out with my my voice. Well, I hope everybody's doing well. I certainly am. It's a cool 50-something degrees right now in Chicago. And I just got back about 30 minutes ago from a light run. Um, I'd been sitting inside all day doing work, so I figured I would go outside and get some fresh air, get some exercise. Even if it's not a hard workout, it's always good to get a little sweat going when you've been sitting around all day. Um, And truth be told, you know, this week I hadn't done my research for the episode. I know last week was a bit of a a deviation. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what this podcast is going to look like because this is my, my first podcast. This is my first experience with podcasting. I've had experience with radio before and live life, um, quote-unquote performance, um, or just readings, or just, you know, talking on, on air, um, but podcasting, this is still my first sort of run with it, I don't know if this is something I'm going to stick with, I, I do like it, it's, it's fun, it is entertaining, even if I'm just, you know, talking into a microphone and don't have any guests, I enjoy being able to put my thoughts out there about certain things, and I enjoy being able to educate people, if I am doing that, that's my goal here, about things they may not know, um, but anyways, you know, the first two episodes were me doing research, you know, sort of going down the list of the facts I found, and then, you know, give my input on it. Um, last week's episode was kind of a deviation from that, you know, I just kind of talked about some personal experience of something people may not know, and I think it's just going to be a combination of that, you know. This show is about uncommon knowledge, in a nutshell, you know, what do you not know about the American school system? What do you know, not know about surgical practices? I mean, those are just two random examples that I thought of. Um, but, you know, interesting topics with even more interesting facts. That's what I want to go for here. And obviously, I don't know everything. Um, I don't want to know everything. That would hurt my head. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just like sharing this information because I'm learning at the same time as I am sharing. And that is, you know, I couldn't ask for anything more. Um, the format for this episode, originally I was going to do same thing as episodes one and two. Uh, just find some information about a subject and talk about it. Um, but I've decided this week uh, that I'm just going to kind of go off on a tangent again. I hope that's all right. Um, well, not that I'm expecting a response, but, you know, um, Again, I'm just trying to figure out how this podcast is going to go. It's kind of, again, I'm not reading a script. I'm not following. I don't have a producer. I'm my own producer. I'm just going with it. It's 
going to be relaxed. It's going to be fun. You know, that's all I really want from this. If you're listening, you know, you don't got to take in every single word. This might just be something you put on when you're in the car or something when you're walking your dog. You know, this is not, I'm not Joe Rogan. All right. I've said that before, but you know, I'm not uh, NPR. I'm not any of that. This is just a fun podcast for the purposes of education and not just fun. But anyway, this week, um, I decided again that I was going to do some research-based stuff, but when I was out on my run, you know, I, I still hadn't done it. Uh, it is currently Wednesday. I don't remember if I already said that or not. I apologize if I did, but it's currently Wednesday. I went out for my run. I was thinking about what I wanted to do. And then, you know, I just stopped for a second to drink some water and this car rolled past and it was decked out in United States Army stickers and insignia and there were American flags on it. You know, I'm all for patriotism, but, it, you know, it was a little bit over the top. Uh, it just made me chuckle a little bit. But anyways, um, so it rolled past. You see all those, those classic Army stickers with the, the rectangular box and the, the star in it. It says Army. Everybody knows what those are. Um... And, you know, I just thought, okay, well, I don't have a topic for this week. This, I, you know, I, why, not, why not talk about something I actually know about? Um, and as it happens, I, I do know about the military. Obviously, I am not old enough to be a soldier. I have not served in the armed forces. You know, I don't know if I intend to do that. It is It is definitely something I'm interested in as uh, pursuing a career or even military school for, you know, university. Uh, that is something I'm definitely interested in. But, you know, I've done my research. I can't vouch for all the details being accurate because some of the stuff I've just heard secondhand. I have a lot of... I know a lot of people who have been in the military. Um, you know, I'm pretty close with a couple of them, and they've just talked to me a lot about it. And, you know, the military is a controversial topic. A lot of people s- support that sort of idea of armed forces and a lot of people dislike it. Um, I'm not going to provide my opinion on that, but just in terms of like the, the structure of the military and facts about it, that's what I kind of wanted to talk about today. Um, and you know, one of the main reasons is I've always loved the idea of the armed forces. You know, obviously the idea of war and combat is very, very scary. Um, to a lot of people, it's scary to me because I don't understand it. I've seen war movies, obviously, uh, you know, Dunkirk and Saving Private Ryan and all those, and they're all very bloody and they're all very violent. And I don't know, I really can't say if it's just a dramatization or if that's actually how it is because I have not experienced it and I haven't talked to anybody who has experienced that kind of combat. And it's a very personal thing to talk about. So I just don't know what war is really like. But from the research I've done, and just in my spare time, just looking, I I feel like I have a basic understanding of just some fun facts about the United States military in particular. I'm not sure about uh, foreign countries, uh, their militaries, Um, and a little bit about the British military. Um, You know, a couple of guys who were in the Special Intelligence Services, SIS. Um, I think it's... It's, it's special intelligence something. I'm not sure if it's the last word services or not. Uh, I'll have to check. But, you know, this week I just wanted to talk about that. Um, so starting off, 
One thing that I think is very interesting that a lot of people know about, but a lot of people don't, is there are a lot of military colleges in the United States. Um, you know, most people are going to know the big one is West Point. That is the Army Commissioning School. It has a very low acceptance rate. I think it's around 10%. Um, and, you know, if you are accepted into West Point, you go there, you train, you do your ROTC Reserve Officer Training Corps component, which is mandatory. Um, and then at the end of the four years of college, or depending on how long it takes you to graduate, you commission into the Army um, as a second lieutenant, which is the lowest rank as an officer. Um, and then you go on to, to serve in the United States military. And the base, after graduating, because tuition at West Point is free, um, you go in, and then after graduating, in order to quote-unquote pay for that experience, pay for that um, education, you serve a minimum of five years in the Army and three years in the reserve component. That's the bare minimum. Of course, you can continue after the five years. You can get your con contract renewed um, and you continue serving. I, I'm not sure if that eliminates the reserve component. I, I don't, I'm not sure, but you know, you can always keep going. Um, but West Point is, you know, the most respected and esteemed and notable tradition wrought sort of military academy or school in general in the United States. So as per the academies, the, there's some special terminology here. Um, so there's a couple of senior military colleges, which means you can go to the college, but you're not commissioned necessarily. You're not forced to join the, the armed forces afterwards by contract. Because that's what happens when you go to West Point. You go to West Point, you get your education, and you are required by law to serve after you finish. You know, there's no getting out of that. I actually don't know what the repercussions are if you change your mind. I mean, it's probably jail time, to be perfectly honest. I'm really not sure. Um, but I'm sure it'd be a very, very big deal if you pulled out and, you know, said, I don't want to do this, you know, you'd be in a heap of trouble. Um, but anyways, there's a couple of, or not, some, some number of senior military colleges and the senior military colleges, there's a couple that are like West Point in the, in the sense that it's completely military. You know, the ROTC is mandatory. You go there, you sleep in barracks, you do, you have uniforms, you you know, it's, it's completely military. And one of those schools is the Virginia Military Institute, which is actually the oldest, I believe, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it is the oldest military college in the United States. Um, then there is uh, the Citadel in Charleston. VMI, the Virginia Military Institute, is in Lexington, Virginia. And then there's Norwich University, which I believe is in Vermont. That's also a fully ROTC um, military college. So you've got VMI, uh, the Citadel, uh, West, or not West Point, um, and uh, Norwich. Those are three sort of senior military colleges. 
that are fully ROTC. Then there's a couple more. There's Virginia Tech, I believe, is one. But that's not fully ROTC. They have a esteemed ROTC program, which kind of makes it a senior military college, even though it's also just a normal college at the same time. It's just got a large military presence. Um, and then there is uh, Texas A&M, which is Texas Agricultural and Mechanical University. Uh, and that is in Houston, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. But um, the agricultural and mechanical component was just when the, the university was originally founded. That doesn't have any meaning now. It's just called Texas A&M. It's just a regular university with lots of different um, you know, subjects. Uh, but it's got a very big military presence there. They have this thing called the Corps of Cadets, and they all wear brown uniforms. Uh, it's a huge ROTC program, one of the biggest in the United States. Um, you know, I, I'd recommend looking up some pictures. It's a pretty cool program. And most colleges, you know, most sort of regular universities are going to have an ROTC program. Even community colleges a lot have them because, you know, the military presence in the United States, even if you don't see it every day, it's very large at being the one of the largest militaries in the world. The United States just has so much resources and so many recruiting outlets. And, you know, there's also just a lot of people who want to be in the Army. A lot of people who want to be in the Air Force, in the Navy, in the Coast Guard. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, and despite what a lot of people think, and you're open to your own opinion, of course, um, but, you know, setting aside opinions, whether you approve of that, the Armed Forces or not, you know, it is a great career opportunity. You know, not only in the military, you know, you can rise the ranks, make more money, uh, get more esteem, more recognition, but also when you transition to the private sector, if you do transition to the, the private sector afterwards, you know, employers will say, oh, well, you were in the military, you know, that's a big deal. You know, a lot of benefits come from being in the military. Obviously, there's drawbacks, you know, combat, stress, PTSD, homelessness that results. There's a lot of drawbacks that a lot of people experience, unfortunately. I don't know how that happens. I can't say. I don't want to, you know, insult anyone's experience. So I'm not going to talk about that. But it, it, it is a fact that happens. Um, but yeah. So the difference between the academies, which are West Point, the Naval Academy, the Coast Guard Academy, and the Air Force Academy. So those are the academies. There's four of them. And there's the senior military colleges, which is Texas A&M, uh, VMI, uh, Norwich, um, the Citadel, and a couple others I'm forgetting. Um, the difference between the academies and the senior military colleges is that the academies, once you have been accepted and you have commissioned, you're essentially forced to serve. You cannot get out of that without severe repercussions. If you go to a regular uh, senior military college, you can just have the military college experience. And, you know, once you're done, you're just a regular old guy again. You know? And not to say that military people aren't regular old people, uh, but you're no longer a part of that military aspect unless you become something that is called a non-commissioned officer. You call them a non-com, which is like, uh, for example, if you went to the Virginia Military Institute and then you didn't get a commission into the army or navy or marines or whatever um 
but you decided to work at the school, all the personnel at military schools um, and the academies are non-commissioned officers, so they have ranks, but they're not actually in the army. So they have the same ranks as the military, you know, uh, lieutenant, captain, all that. I think they're officers um, if you're actually working for the institution. I'm not sure, though, you, you know. Because there's um, different subsets of ranks. There's the enlisted ranks, which are private, corporal, and then the divisions of sergeant. And the private and corporal both have divisions as well. Um, you know, like first class, second class, sergeant major, all that. Uh, and then there is the officer um, component, which is, you know, second lieutenant, lieutenant, captain. Uh, then there's the majors, colonel, goes all the way up to general. Not sure what the exact order is. Um, but the difference is, you know, at, at like the academies, their um, their personnel, the, the staff and the, the teachers, the educators are all, um, you know, I believe they are all commissioned. I might be mistaken. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really not sure about that, actually. I, I'll take that back. But... You know, I'd expect a lot of them are have actually been commissioned. And then at, like, the senior military colleges, a lot of them are also probably commissioned, have served, or are serving. Um, but there's also non-commissioned officers, which are regular citizens, but they have the rank in, within the, the, the world of the school. I know that might have been a little bit confusing, uh, so I apologize. Again, I just, I don't know everything about this, and I don't want to spout some sort of wrong information confidently and just make my sound stupid myself sound stupid or offend anyone that's the last thing I want to do um, but anyways so what's interesting about the academies um, you know obviously any military college you go to any military institution you go to whether like you know you go to boot camp uh, for the army or something the Marine Corps whether you go to flight school, there's going to be tons and tons of, it's going to be intense. Like I've seen videos, countless videos, you know, uh, there's a good series on the business insider YouTube channel called bootcamp. I recommend highly to check it out. It gives a lot of really good information about like the main sort of components of the big boot camps. Like, um, there's uh, Marine Corps training, there's Coast Guard training, there's uh, Army training, and there's also the sort of, uh, they, they give like a first day sort of look at the academies. Uh, I think I, I know for sure that they have a Coast Guard, um, Naval Academy, and West Point um, first day videos. I'm not sure if they have an Air Force one or not, because uh, the Air Force Academy is also an academy. Um, but, you know, I would highly recommend check that out. Uh, but what's interesting about military academies is they're just so, you know, wrought with tradition. Um, for example, you know, tradition and just like punctuality and sort of, you know, everything is in order. And I'm sure that's how it is with the entire military. Um, but, you know, just when I was doing my research, I just thought, you know, wow, this place is a college, but, you know, it's, it's also a military institution, which is something to consider. You know, really, you know, you're getting your education, but 
you know, the main part of going to an academy or a, uh, a senior military college is the military aspect. So, you know, that's just, it may seem clear, you know, pretty obvious, but, you know, if you really think about it, it's, it's interesting. Um, but like first day at West Point, uh, there's a lot of different things. You, you come up from your drive up, fly up, whatever, whatever, uh, you come in, you go into this main hall, they give a speech and then they say, okay, you've got 60 seconds to say goodbye. And so, you know, that alone would probably freak me out. Like just at the end of the speech, they're welcoming you saying, oh, you know, congratulations on getting into West Point. This is what, um, you know, this is a great school. It's a, it's a, a military college. And after you're done, you'll go on to serve in the army. And then they say, okay, now you have 60 seconds. So it takes an immediate turn. Just, you know, it's, it's a shock to the system. And they actually, um, the kind of a military mindset is the idea of breaking someone down both mentally and physically, and then rebuilding them to be a warrior, to be a Spartan. Um, at least that's how it works at West Point, because, you know, the, the West Point logo is a, a Spartan helmet and a sword. Um, the mascot is the Black Knights, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but, you know, they say 60 seconds, so everybody, you know, says bye to their parents. Um, it's probably different this year for coronavirus. They probably say goodbye before they even step on a campus, uh, just to reduce the potentiality of transmission. Um, but in the recent years, they say, okay, say goodbye. And then they lead everybody out of the hall. And the second the door is closed to the hall and all the cadets or plebes, as they call the freshmen, um, have left the hall immediately. They start screaming. They start belting out orders they start they scare the living h out of you like i saw a video you know it, they're all warm and fuzzy and welcoming and there's you know they, there's a band welcoming your arrival and everybody's like so so excited to be there and i'm sure a lot of people know that it's not all it's it's kind of a facade to throw you off you know if people who have really done their research know that it's gonna take a turn um but regardless it's probably scary as hell you know, no matter how much you prepare for it, if you've got a huge muscular drill sergeant, like, screaming at you in the face, even if you were expecting it, like, that's not a situation anybody wants to be in. So, it's it's just a shock to the system. And then they lead you into the, the barracks, they t tell you to, what to do, you get your uniforms, and then you practice marching. And then there's also a thing called the cadet in the red sash. Um, so at West Point, when you, I believe, when you reach a certain level or when you are in a certain year, junior or senior, I'm really not sure about this one, um, but they give you a, uh, a red sash, which is just kind of like a piece, a long scarf looking red piece of cloth. Um, I know that when you're a senior at West Point, all four years or three years until then, you have a rifle, like a, a ceremonial rifle. It's got the barrel blocked by cement, um, and it doesn't work, obviously, um, but they just have that liability, and it also makes it heavier, so you just get used to carrying around a big, heavy gun. Um, but they, at the end, of the when you become a senior, they exchange that uh, rifle for a sword, like a silver and gold sword. It's, it's, actually very nice looking. My friend, uh, his parents both went to West Point 
and they have in their home, uh, in the office, they've got the parade hat uh, with the big feathers on it, and they've got the, the two swords hanging on the wall, and they're really, really nice. The craftsmanship is amazing, um, you know, but I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm into swords like that, so I just think it's, it's cool. Ignore me. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, what was I talking about? Yeah, the cadet and the red sash. So when you when you go there, they it's kind of like a rite of passage that you know they keep making you do until you get it right. You can't exactly fail it. You can fail it, but you can't completely fail it. You know they have you keep doing it even if you're standing there until until midnight, even if you're the last one there. Uh, but what they do is there's a billboard or like a, a whiteboard with writing on it, and it says state your name. Um, and then say like, say it's something along the lines of my name is cadet, blah, 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 reporting to the cadet in the red sash. And then you give some, some more information, um, about, I, I'm actually not sure, but I, I know the basic rundown is my name, I'm cadet, blah, 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 um, reporting the, the to the cadet in the red sash. Um, because every, everybody's a cadet, uh, in the academy until you are commissioned. Um, but the plebes are just the freshmen. Um, but anyways, the plebes step up to the cadet, which is an upperclassman, and they're wearing a red sash. And, you know, by that point, after they've gone through several years in the academy, they are leaders, they are, you know, intimidating and domineering, and they're just, they know exactly what to do. Uh, and the whole point of the first day is to just scare people, you know, make sure that they know where they are, um and start to tear them down a little bit so they can build them back up later. Um, but, you know, I saw this video and there was this, this one guy who was a plebe and he he just walks up to the cadet in the red sash who is just looking down at him. And, you know, the cadet in the red sash says, I'm not here to haze you. I'm not here to scare you. I'm not here to... Um, Actually, he didn't say I'm not here to scare you because he was trying to scare him. But he says, I'm not, I'm not, he did say, I'm not here to haze you. I'm not here to make fun of you. I just need you to say this. And so the kid, the guy, the, the plebe tries to say his line uh, and he can't do it. So the cadet in the red sash sends him to the back of the line. And the guy comes back like literally 14 times. It takes him 14 tries to do it. So that just shows like how terrifying it can be. Even if you're taller or like stronger than uh, you know you're one of the upperclassmen the fact that they're just standing there staring you down they've got their uniform on they look super official they look super scary you know the fact that they're standing there just like yelling at you and their eyes are just dead stead they've got that sort of like thousand yard stare thing going they're just dead set on you um you know that could be scary i wouldn't want somebody just staring at me like a robot yelling you know obviously extremely uncomfortable situation but you know that's what happens uh, I know in the Naval Academy um, it's similar sort of thing except they go in um, they get you uniforms they get you all your thing they, they have these things called detailers which are upperclassmen who are just it's similar to the cadet in the red sash uh, except it's a little bit less formal it's just a bunch of upperclassmen trying to get you to where you go, but they're also trying to intimidate you and 
throw you off a little bit. So it started, it's a similar thing as the military academy. It's building character in, in times of stress. That's, I think that's probably a big reason for it. Um, but, you know, uh, these guys, you know, they, they try to get you your equipment and their company, but you're, you're, they're yelling the whole time. So it's just scary and you can hardly even understand what they're saying. Um, but after the new cadets, um, I'm not sure what they're called. The freshmen are called at the Naval Academy, but after the new cadets uh, get all their uniforms, they go back out to the courtyard uh, where they are given, I think it's either 45 minutes or an hour to spend with their families before they all take an oath. Um, they might take an oath before, but you know they all take an oath and spend some time with their families and then they all line up and are marched into the main hall of the Naval Academy. Um, and one of the things I, I thought just from like a, uh, like an environmental or uh, sort of like vibe um, perspective on the Naval Academy is like the, the logo per se, or like the insignia is a part of it is a trident. Um, so similarly to how like the Spartan helmet and sword is part of West Point, the trident is part of the Navy. It just kind of goes back to that sort of like, you know, older warrior kind of mindset and I, I find that very very interesting even in modern times and it also plays into like you know like for instance martial arts right you got you know especially like Japanese martial arts the, with the use of like samurai swords and um sort of ancient this thing called uh, bushido just like the the code of morals and ethics for samurai I believe um I don't remember where I read that, but I think it's true. Um, that's just sort of like ancient, not ancient, but just older warrior mindset of discipline and knowing where you fall in, in the totem pole, knowing what you have to do, your duties, your responsibilities, what you have to uphold, that idea of you know, just tradition is so prevalent in these military academies and colleges. Um, Unfortunately, I'm out of time for this episode. I thought I was going to have more time, but I let it run a little long. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that hopefully it was sort of uh, educational. Just again, something you may or may not need to know. I, if you're interested in the military, sure, it's it's good to know. But if you're not, no, it's just another fact. Um, but again, this episode, this show is just unknown facts or less well-known i shouldn't say unknown i am not an expert on the unknown um but yeah guys uh next week i will hopefully have an interesting topic the, the prospect of guests is still uncertain because cases are currently on the rise for the virus and it's just getting real bad um so you know human to human contact is limited um but we'll have to see. Uh, thank you all so much for listening in. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Bazaar. I will see you guys next week.